are listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Welcome you have tuned in to episode number 416 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. And this is the Weekender edition of Linux in the Hamshack. And I, since we were wasting a bunch of time, I probably should have looked to see which Weekender this actually is, but it's not really that important. So let's go ahead and introduce ourselves and get right into all of the upcoming contests, upcoming special events, upcoming open source events, and then the hedonism which is what we're all actually here for. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. And this is Weekender number 73. 73, and it's a special Weekender because we have Bill in the house. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh, he's actually in the studio 3D here right across the table from me. Uh, Cheryl is, uh, of course, relegated to her office in the other room because she cannot get in here right now. So we're not one big happy family, but we're... Within eight feet of being one, so <laughs> it's almost like Hamvention. It, yeah. it is kind of yeah. a little bit, yeah. And uh, we also have another guest in the house. We have Tony K4XSS, who is our live studio audience for tonight, uh, who is in the other room gloating over the uh, Atlanta Braves win. Four to zip, baby. And that's that's all right. We'll we'll let him have it this time. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get started. We, we, we make you suffer through all of this uh, amateur radio and open source stuff because that's kind of what we do before we get into the really good stuff, the, the music and the, the food and the wine and the beer and the happiness and the, the things that make life worth living, the things that we call hedonism. So let Bill, we'll start with the amateur radio contest like we usually do. And um, if you uh, either wait through all of the great information we're going to give you or jump forward 20 minutes, uh, you'll get to the good stuff. So here we go. (laughs) That's right. And these contests come from contestcalendar.com, the most wonderful, amazing calendar, contest calendar, contest thingy.com. So yeah, contestcalendar.com. That's where it's at. Yeah, this weekend we have the All Asian DX contest. It starts 0000 Zulu, uh, June 19th to 2400 Zulu, June 20th. Bands there are 160 meters through 10 meters, no work. And this, of course, is CW. The uh, the six. This is the sixty second All Asian DX contest. All Asian DX contest CW will be held according to the current rules. However, the novel or novel, sorry, novel coronavirus infections is still observed in many countries and the world. Wait, that's kind of a cool spin. The novel coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. So that is that what yeah. I was dealing with thirty years ago when <laughs> when netware was big thing. It was the it was the novel coronavirus. Is that? <laughs> yeah, that almost sounds like a yeah novel and corona. Like the the typewriter company, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so COVID is still real, and it's still real in other countries in the world. So each member is required to behave as a responsible member of the global community, and therefore participants in the multi-operator category are particularly asked to take the necessary precautions to prevent infection and spread. So, yeah, there you go. At CW, we're not yelling at each other, so we can keep our mouths taped up in masks and uh, and hit the dits and dahs and stuff like that, and and start uh, start working those uh, contacts over in Asia. So enjoy that contest, and as well this weekend we have the Stu Perry Top Band Challenge. 
Uh, this one runs uh, from 1500 Zulu June 19th to 1500 Zulu June 20th. Uh, top band, 160 meters, and this is also a CW contest. I can't believe I put two CW contests in here, but I'm sure there are other ones. That's why we have contestcalendar.com. But uh, the Stu, uh, Stu Perry Top Band Challenge uh, was uh, created by a small group of contesters who are interested in 160 meters. Uh, the most unique feature of this contest is that the point values of the QSOs depends on the distance between the two stations. You are given one point plus another point for each 500 kilometers of distance between you and your contact. Points are also multiplied for low power categories and for both sending and receiving stations. So interesting uh, calculations on this one. So if you have the ability to get on the top band, this is a great opportunity to do such. Uh, let's see, we also have, let's see, the state QSO parties. We do have one this coming weekend, and it is West Virginia. So uh, if you've uh, been missing out on some uh, state QSO parties, this is a good opportunity to swing into one before we have the big deal next week. So and that, that, that brings us to the next weekend one, and that, of course, is field day. It's the only one in on my list, and it's the only one you should be thinking about because... It just is. <laughs> because it's field day. And it's field day. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so this, this is great. This is uh, this runs uh, from 1800 Zulu, June 26 to 2100 Zulu, June 27th. All bands, all modes, no work, no 60 meters. Uh, field day is Ham Radio's open house. Every June, more than 40,000 hams through North America set up to temporary transmitting stations. Well, yeah, and receiving stations. <laughs> Transmitters, <laughs> right. uh, transceivers. Uh, in public places to demonstrate ham radio science, skill, and service to our communities and our nation. It combines public service, emergency preparedness, community outreach, and technical skills all in a single event. Field Day has been an annual event since 1933 and remains the most popular event in ham radio. So, yeah, this is a good opportunity to get out there and be in the field, test your uh, remote ham radio gear. Get on, uh, you know, even get on VHF because, you know, six meters is going to be good. It normally is a bonus station if you're uh, running multi-op. Um, and I'm looking at some six meter signals right now coming across the band here in Missouri. So, you know, it is open all random times. Uh, so don't be afraid to, to have that six meter station on throughout the contest and pick up some extra points. And let's for, not forget about our get on the air station, the go to station. That's really important for uh, interacting with the public if you are not in a state or area that is... Uh, not locked down and you plan on doing a public event, uh, you know, please get people on there, you know, not only FT8 or some digital mode, you know, teach them to use the microphone and, uh, you know, you know, do some cleaning behind the people, you know, give them a desk mic and, uh, you know, wipe it off, have a little wipes and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, because uh, it's, it's going to be fun. And uh, you can always get get, the, get some scouts out there and run that get-on-the-air station, right? You know? <laughs> I have to mention the scouts. Yes, you have to mention the scouts, <laughs> I know. Yeah, so it's a good opportunity to get them prepared for Jamboree on the Air, which is coming up in October. So, yeah, field day is a great time to interact and get paired up with a scouting troop or a, a scouting uh, council and uh, make those relationships so you can uh, do a successful Jota event here in, uh, in a few months. But, yeah, field day is, is next weekend, so get uh, prepared. If you don't have a plan, you can still operate it from home. Just pull out the rule book and take a look at uh, what class you need to be in for your operating characteristics. All right, very good. And I, I don't think there are many people who don't know about Field Day, but if for some reason you don't or have forgotten that it's this coming weekend, now you know. So there you go. Next weekend. Oh, well, this weekend. This is this, this yeah. not. No, well, no, next weekend. No, that's right. It's next weekend for this. Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're all confused. <laughs> Never mind. It's How about this? How about this? It's the fourth weekend in June. How about that? Always. Always. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So moving on, we have some amateur radio special event stations coming up. There, there are not that many of them uh, around field day, but there are a few. We have uh, the first one, which is the NSS annual convention. I think, believe we've mentioned this one or two years in the past. It's the National Speleological Society. Uh, the website for this is caves.org. And, of course, links to all this will be in the show notes. But this is uh, Kilo 6 Victor. And this is all about spelunking and being in caves and all that. And they have a special event. It'll be operating from June 26th through July 2nd. Um, it says all the time, but obviously it's going to be on or off. They say they're going to be doing slow speed CW on that Saturday, which is whatever Saturday that is, uh, 26th, right? That's the first day of field day, right? Something like that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So good. I'm not completely crazy. Uh, they say they'll be operating on or about 7.195, 14.050, and 14.285. So, there you go. And we also have the Union County, Indiana Bicentennial. That'll be operating from June 27th through July 11th, 1200 Zulu to 2359 Zulu daily, according to this. Uh, the call sign is Kilo 9 Uniform. Operating on or about 7.035, 7 3.540, and 14.040. So there's going to be some boys and some CW in there. Uh, several operators, they will have uh, 15 days worth of events, regional media coverage, and links to information about where you can find out more about that will, of course, be in the show notes. And then we also have the Colonial Williamsburg Special Event, which will be operating July 3rd from 1400 to 2000 Zulu. The call signs Kilo 4 Romeo Charlie. They'll be operating on 7.265, 14.265. There'll be a certificate in QSL available, and this is to commemorate the 245th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence back in 1776. So there you go. Three special events you can participate in if you're not uh, already wound up with Field Day. So, Or you can just do them all. You should do them all. <laughs> All right. I don't have any announcements. Does anybody have any announcements? Yeah, we might as well uh, congratulate the menace for. Uh, oh yeah, for getting his call sign. That's yeah, right. He's been a listener for a little while here, at least uh, uh, you know on Discord, so we know he's uh, he's connecting with us. And his call sign is Kilo Echo Eight Sierra Hotel Bravo. So, yeah, murder on CW with all the dits. That's a good <laughs> call, uh, as we like to say. And, uh, yeah, so he'll be on the air soon. He is a technician, and I'm, uh, I'm sure he'll go and upgrade to the next level. He'll, so, he'll be general before too long. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so welcome, welcome the menace. The menace. I guess uh, we'll, we'll let him tell us if he can say what his actual name is before uh, we say what it is. And it's not Dennis. <laughs> it is not Dennis. We did find that out one day. So. <laughs> so normally we throw in a Linux in the Ham Shack ham radio challenge at this point, and I think our challenge is just to participate in field day. That's the goodest challenge as any at this time of year especially. So if, uh, just get out there and do it, even if it's a home station operating, you know, one Delta or something like that, just, uh, just participate in field day. Absolutely. All right. And uh, I, I put this uh, distribution in here, but I didn't do any of the research on it. So I'm just going to let Bill take it over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I picked it. I did. I did look at the distribution and I watched a couple of YouTube videos and it actually looks really cool to me. I don't know if it's uh, something practical that I would use, but it's kind of cool anyway. So we'll go ahead and yeah, take sure. it. Sure. And this is Twister OS. And uh, the main goal of Twister OS is to provide a true desktop computing, uh, computing experience for single board computers. That's right. That's your Raspberry Pis and such. 
right out of the box. Uh, Twister OS includes themes, applications, tools, and optimizations to allow you to get the most out of your single board computer. Some of Twister OS's key features are they have 11 different user interface themes, both modern and nostalgic. Mm. So they have some really pretty ones in there, I guess, right? <laughs> they have stuff that looks like old Windows. <laughs> old so Windows or something, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they also have a Box 86, a built-in uh, emulator, which allows for the use of x86 applications and games on uh, uh, the ARM CPU-based SBCs like the Raspberry Pi. It has Wine installed, Commander Pi, uh, let's see, Chromium Media Edition for, uh, for streaming DRM-protected stuff like uh, Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, etc. You yeah, didn't hear that here. <laughs> uh, my Android uh, SCRC Pi, which uh, enables you to mirror your Android phone's uh, Android-based phone's display on your SBC, Pi Kiss and Pi Apps, two different software stores, which allows you to easily install a number of apps specifically designed for uh, the Raspberry Pi, Lutris, which of course is a gaming platform for Linux, Retro Pi, which Russ is really familiar with, uh, for playing your favorite classic console games. Uh, LibreOffice, and a variety of other multimedia apps for audio, video, playback, and streaming, and much, 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 way too much, much, much more that we cannot include into this. Otherwise, we'd have to have a whole separate podcast to talk all about the hotness <laughs> that is Twister OS. Now, I, I really don't, I haven't tried it out, so I can't tell you <laughs> whether it's good. They have a kind of a cool website, so uh, I would uh, I would definitely check it out. It's always a good distro to, to kind of try and burn on a little uh, little. Card Single board computer? Yeah. yeah, why not? I mean, those are disposable SD cards anyway. Those are good for a couple of boots, right? Yeah, Cheryl, <laughs> Cheryl told me earlier that my order of the 2Pi3B Pluses came in today. So, yeah, I've got more single oh, board computers. some fours. No, for the RetroPie stuff that I've been doing, 3B Pluses actually work better. So. Uh, okay. Uh, because that way I don't have to have the USB-C interface. I don't have to have the high output uh, power supplies and all that crap. So yeah, it's just and they they operate just as fine in, in the emulator space uh, as the fours. So just easier to buy the older ones. Mm, awesome. All right, and uh, we we will be talking a little bit more about RetroPie on a future episode because it's something I've been working a lot with, and uh, I kind of want to talk about it. It's pretty cool. We have come down to uh, open source events, and uh, this is one that we let Cheryl handle, and there's a couple of them here coming up in the near future that you might want to check out. So uh, what do we got for open source events? All right, our first one is Open Source World East. It's June 22nd through the 25th. It's based out of Miami, Florida, and the cost is zero to $2,399. So you you got a wide range range there. there. Yeah. Yeah. So the information on it is open source enthusiasts from all over the world will be at Open Source World. Be there as the community gathers to share their open source passion, hear the latest open source news and project updates, gain access to in-depth technical sessions, participate in networking opportunities, meet potential collaborators, and review and discuss detailed case studies of open source projects. Discover how open source, the world's most widely used um Telephony software can save you money and empower you to create more flexible telephony solutions. And our next one is CDCon. It is June 23rd and 24th. It is complimentary, but you must register ahead. And the information on that is join continuous delivery leaders into, excuse me, industry icons, practitioners, and open source developers for a two-day virtual experience as we improve the world's capacity to deliver software with security and speed. 
be part of the conversation driving the future of software delivery for technology teams, enterprise leadership, and open source communities. All right, very good. A couple of events coming up that you can participate in, so definitely check those out if it's something you want to be a part of. Open Source World sounds like something I would have loved to have been a part of back when work was paying for that kind of stuff. We also have an LHS Open Source Challenge that we usually talk about, but in this case, since digital is allowed for Field Day, why don't we just go ahead and say participate in Field Day and uh, do it using a digital mode and open source at some point. So there you go. Lots of ways to participate in Field Day. Everybody should do it. So we're, we're going to actually go back to Gerald now because we have come down to the end of all the uh, amateur radio and open source topics and we're going to get into the hedonism and we start hedonism every time with food. Uh, we had good food here tonight. We had Bapsang. That's one of the um, recipes that you've done in the past. That's the uh, Korean barbecue pork that we did tonight. Uh, came out excellent. We also had the crab nachos, which you've talked about. I don't know about the, um, the tempura yeah, stuff. I don't yeah. know if you talked about that. but Probably not. Uh, but maybe that will come up in the next one. But uh, you are going to talk about something you did last week. So uh, go ahead and take it away. All right. So last week for dinner, um, I decided to fix Philly cheesesteak casserole. Russ and I are huge fans of cheesesteak sandwiches. So I decided to give us a try. And I believe we both really liked it. I don't know if Russ liked it as much as I did, but... I, I actually did really like it. Yeah. Yes, it was very good. It, yeah, it's super easy, super tasty. So um, you need some small macaroni shells, some beef stock, some butter, some garlic cloves, some ground beef, cream cheese, uh, green pepper, yellow onion. Uh, I also added mushrooms to ours. Uh, some pasta water, some mozzarella... And some provolone cheese. So, and it uh, it goes together super quick and easy. It takes about uh, twenty minutes to bake it once you've got it all assembled. So, and you can, if you use a, an oven-safe skillet, you can cook everything in the skillet and then throw it in the oven and top with sliced provolone. Bake for twenty or twenty-five minutes until the provolone is completely melted, and that's it. Cool. Yeah. So it's a nice, simple casserole recipe, and of course, uh, it will go in the fridge and reheat rather nicely as well. Yes, because we, we tried that we one did out that. too. So. Yep, yep. it's just as good the second day, maybe even a little better. A little better, yeah. That's like that with all casseroles. It, so, yeah, so. it kind of is. You get the yeah. melding of the flavors. All right, yes. so what do you got in your mixed drink corner? My mixed drink corner is a banana rum old-fashioned. So, And the uh, description of it is a bold, strong cocktail with high-proof bourbon and a light rum, which gets a hit of floral sweetness from mellow creme de banana. And for this, you need one ounce of 100-proof bourbon, such as Evan Williams Bottled and Bond, which we have a bottle of, I believe. Uh, I think that might be gone. Oh, no. I really wanted this tonight. Well, we have other Bottled and Bond bourbon. Well, that's true. So, uh, You need one ounce of light rum and a half ounce of creme de banana, uh, a dash of Angostura bitters, and an orange peel strip. So you fill a mixing glass with ice cubes, add your bourbon, rum, creme de banana, and bitters. Stir for five seconds. Strain into a rocks glass over a large ice cube. Twist your orange peel strip over the cocktail to express the oils. And either toss your orange peel in the glass or in the trash. So, and there you go. All right. Well, I could probably put one of those together for you. So, Except we don't have an orange right now. So. Well, you, you'll have to do it without the orange. I could throw yeah. in a, a dash of orange bitters. That'll That's give true. you the flavors. So, 
All right, and uh, I am not doing a drink corner tonight. I'm going to let Bill, since he's here live, talk about it. And uh, he brought with him a special whiskey, and we uh, we brought it over to a, a cigar and whiskey event that we went to last night, and it was a big hit. So Bill's going to tell us what it is and uh, how good it is. Yeah, so this is uh, from Dry Fly, the same uh, same uh, group that uh, distilling group that uh, I've been talking about with the. Uh, the weeded whiskey, the 120 proof weeded whiskey. Well, this one is a special uh, part of their cask and release series. Uh, this is their straight wheat whiskey finished in a beer barrel. And this is partnered with Kettle House Brewing Company uh, in uh, Montana. And uh, basically, they take a, uh, uh, let's see, yeah, a cold smoke scotch ale uh, brewing barrel, and that's what they finish this uh, straight wheat whiskey with which gives it a very unique taste. And, in fact, uh, this is I think this is so new that it's not even on their website right now, so you can't even find the details of it <laughs> on their website. Um, but I'm not sure of the distribution of this particular expression, uh, but we did notice that uh, Dry Fly is over there at the Friar Tucks in uh, St. Louis. Louis. Yep. So uh, it is available in multiple places. So if you want to try the Dry Fly... Uh, it's definitely uh, definitely one to try out, and uh, yeah, this one is really good. I do have a, a little glass here of it, and it uh, does taste very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know any notes and stuff like that, but uh, we did get some comments and feedback from some people, and uh, someone wanted to buy some bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody we presented it to really enjoyed it uh, at the event. We even gave it to one of our friends at uh, who's a bartender at a local restaurant that we bring some... Uh, expensive and exotic whiskeys by and we kind of do the little share thing he lets me try some of the stuff they have in stock and i bring him stuff that he can't get and we all just kind of uh, have a little bit of a whiskey confab and even he came to the table after that and said it was really good it's an interesting thing and i generally don't like beer finished whiskeys but i actually really like this one so uh i can't remember any of the notes either it's it was a uh, it was a very distinct weeded whiskey taste with a with a sort of a lightly hoppy sort of effervescent finish on it. Um, and, well, you know, Bill, like Bill said, uh, its distribution at this point is unknown, so we have no idea if anybody can actually get this, but hopefully it will be made available at some point and you'll be able to pick up a bottle because it's uh, really good. So um, if I remember correctly, I would probably give it about a 90 on my 100-point scale uh, for what it is, and uh, I don't know how you would rate it if you want to rate it or just... Yeah, I rate it as good. Yummy. <laughs> I rate yeah, I rate it as awesome. <laughs> well, it's not awesome, awesome, but like it's definitely uh, it's definitely drinkable. It it has a very unique taste to it. Um, yeah, it's very weedy. I mean, it does taste like a weeded or uh, weeded whiskey, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just it's very unique, and I, I really think it is that Scotch ale uh, beer barrel that really kind of gives it that. There's just like something else there. Especially yeah. like you know, as you're tasting it, and that little bit of the early uh, early finish, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of just rolls off, and it, uh, I can I can really imagine myself because I have drank a lot of cold smoke <laughs> Scotch ale. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, the, I was telling the guys uh, one of the ski hills in Montana that is called uh, skiing this cold smoke because uh, I love cold smoke beer as well. <laughs> That's over in Bozeman. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very good beer company, um, with good distribution in Montana. I'm not sure that Kettle House Brewing leaves Montana, but 
I'm uh, sure. I'm, I'm sure. Sure, it may, maybe makes the Northwest or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's very good, very good. And uh, yeah, if you can find it, get it. If not, uh, you know, get a buddy and uh, get it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and if I remember correctly, I'm thinking it was around thirty-eight bucks. It might have been a little bit more. It was kind of. It was like. Uh, it was kind of a. a what did I say? A buy-up thing, you know, impulse purchase. You called it an upsell. Yeah, the guy upsold me. I had a bottle of the 120 I was bringing here anyway, and uh, a bottle of um, uh, the uh, the undammed uh, uh, local MGD, whatever that we call it, MGG? MGP. MGP, MGP yeah. uh, uh, from the local new distillery uh, in, in Billings. And he said, hey, have you tried this other one in the black bottle? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know there was a black bottle. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's it's really good. It's done with Kettle House Brewing, and I'm like, oh, fine, I'll just take it. You know, I don't really, I don't, I don't want to discuss it. Just throw it on the order. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really look at the price, but you know, it, I'm pretty sure it's probably. I mean, the 120 is like 30, 38 bucks. Uh, I'm sure this is probably like right there, maybe maybe another ten dollars or something more, but. I don't yeah. think it'd be much more than that. It, it should be about the same, maybe, or even a little less, because it's bottled at a lower proof. It's only ninety. As oh, that's true. That's so. true. But it could be limited release. Of, yeah, you know, that's true. And it, it it's a craft thing, so they can charge whatever the hell they want. Yeah, that's it's all magical <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, very cool. So I guess that brings us down to the end of the show, but. Before we go, we want to mention the folks who are listening to us live. We had uh, we had our our actual in studio or in person guest tonight, Tony K four XSS. So it's really cool to have him here and uh, listening to the show in the other room, and of course having Bill sitting across from me for the first time. And who knows, maybe it's going to be the only time we <laughs> know. Uh, but that's really cool to have all three of us in the same place doing the show. Uh, so that makes episodes number 416 and the upcoming 417 kind of special. So, and we also want to mention the folks who are listening to us live other than Tony, uh, who are on the stream or in Discord. We had Don, KC9ZMY, Ted, WA0EIR, Dan, KB6NU, Dan, KF5TQN, and Don, KB2YSI. So thanks to everybody who listened to the show. We hope you enjoyed the topics tonight and the hedonism discussion, and we hope, uh, you have a great couple of weeks, and uh, feel free to interact with us, send us feedback, and uh, just participate in the show in whatever way you want to. And don't forget about Field Day. You know, you don't want to do that. This is a ham radio podcast after all. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode, the 73rd edition of The Weekender, episode number 416 of Linux and the Hamjack. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD, 73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The show is recorded live every Thursday at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter 
and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash NHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at one nine zero nine lhs show That's one nine zero nine five four seven seven four six nine. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism.